Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Forever. Dog. Hello, everybody. It's your friend, Michelle Collins. I, I'm feeling a new, I'm on a new microphone. It's one I can hold like an old timey comedian. I've got a teensy little stand here that I want to kind of lean on just for effect, just while I get my thoughts out. Um, this is Midnight Snack. It's a podcast. Uh, we were recently written up in um, Business Week. Big fans, big, big fans of ours, Business Week. And I just want to read before I introduce, um, we have some great guests on today's show, by the way, one who's like basically tempted to perm. Don't say anything yet. Uh, no, I'll introduce you now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't really have a plan if that wasn't obvious. Um, so I have a dear friend, before I read you what Business Week said, because it did make me laugh, um, I have a dear friend uh, who last week um, I was here in my apartment. I wanted someone to come hang out with me. My neighbors were out of town and this lovely friend agreed to basically move his life to the Upper West Side of Manhattan from Brooklyn, New York and spend time with me. And we have so much. It's really funny that um, we were basically roommates, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, we were. I had a great time. I haven't had a roommate for 10 years. It was great. Same, by the way. Um, but you you came up town and while you were here, I was saying, you know, the thing I think I need on this podcast is like a funny sidekick, my Ed to the Ed to my Johnny. The I wish there was a female example that I could use, but right. welcome to late night. Um, <laughs> I'm like the the Jocelyn to my Deborah, uh, <laughs> making up names. Just let, just go with it, go with it. Okay. Uh, but right, he's right. he's a delight. So he's going to join us for the first half of uh, most of these podcasts, uh, depending on scheduling and he's here with us today my friend dan acton hi dan hi great to see you dan it's so great and i I, for those who are listening i just want everyone to know that dan is actually in his toilet right now and that is such a wonderful thing well yeah i was setting up this is my uh first time on your podcast first time on a podcast i think is that true now actually years ago i was on another thing Uh 
You're like NPR. Um, wait, wait, don't tell me. Anyways, it's not. Yeah, a point. yeah. I hosted something for 20 years, but um, but other than that, and I set up everything in my house. Like the background looked really nice. Yeah. Like I had like plants and a poster and everything else. And I'll sign up. Uh, got my coffee, and then they started doing construction outside, and the whole building started rattling. How annoying! Yeah, it was so crazy. At first, I was like, "Can I go down and just tell them to stop?" Like, no, I can't. Hey, I can't. Um, <laughs> hey guys, I'm so. Hey guys, I'm sorry. Do you mind one second for that? Um, I am. I really didn't want to bring it up, but Dear you forced week, me, guys. <laughs> You forced me. Do you have a uh, Stitcher, Spotify? A pod- Anyways, I'm I'm now on a on a hit podcast that was written up in Business Week. I don't know if you guys saw the write up. Did you guys see the write up in Bloomberg Pursuits? Maybe. Um, so Business Week wrote up the no concerts, no theaters, no sports guide to culture for the rest of 2020. And this is what they said about us. We are right next to Selena Gomez's cooking show on HBO Max. It says from Sirius XM host Michelle Collins. This hilarious bi-weekly podcast showcases talented comedians and examines love, dating, and other complexities of living single in a pandemic. Now, what's interesting about that write-up is if you, and I love the, I, I know one of the gentlemen, my friend Chris Robs, are actually, if you're wondering, how did she get the write-up? He didn't tell me he was doing it until it was out, but um, works at uh, Business Week and emailed me that. And I was like, I would not necessarily classify this as a dating podcast, other than the fact that I am a single woman hosting it in a pandemic. <laughs> right. Because right? I've listened to episodes and I didn't, I didn't think of it. Like, you're not always talking about it. I like don't really do. Well, especially now. What? With who? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, it, right. You know, I don't I keep a lot of my things private. As you know, um, I, I am a private person. I have respect for people who do podcasts where every week they go on the mic and then shit talk the guy they just laid. I'm thinking <laughs> how because there are girls who do that. Who And I, I actually very funny girls who yeah. have hilarious podcasts that have tens of millions of listeners because it's so juicy, honestly. But they sit there and then they just ream the men that they just had consensual sex with and i'm like now look certain guys absolutely deserve that but like i always think would i want someone doing that about me i wouldn't no ever no No, i would never do that we were talking about that about just i think that even going public and talking about sexual experiences with people celebrity not celebrity is in its own way a weird form of assault yeah i totally agree like it's Unless they're truly doing something, awful. unless they're doing something horrible. Yeah, unless they're doing it, something awful. That's what awful. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you ever? It, it's the most horrible thing. Like and airing out someone's fetishes. I'm like, you yeah. know, that's, I mean, and by the way, person, and I'm like, and I have no fetishes. I'm in wearing a little Bo Peep costume. I'm holding a staff. <laughs> I'm like, I have none. <laughs> There's like a rubber ball in your mouth that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I speak. I have a hole through a rubber the rubber uh, right. gag that I bought specifically yeah. for podcasting. Um, it's hey, welcome to the gag cast. Uh, <laughs> so excited to welcome my next guest, and all the guests are just like, mm, mm, mm. they're all zipped up the gimp. <laughs> <laughs> they're all their wine masks. I'm like, you are a crack up, Tony. Anyway, after the break. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, uh, so I wouldn't consider this a dating podcast. However, certainly it comes up. And I mean, I think we do talk about, like, I'll talk about online dating a lot. And I've definitely talked about being burned and stuff like that, certainly. And sure. this is not to say that I won't ever throw someone under the bus. I'd be happy to. But I just mean, it's not my go-to thing, my go-to move, you know? Right. Right. But then you've been very busy, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I just got back. So I spent the week uh, with you or the week plus. What would you say was the most annoying quality that I have? I already know what it is. Um, (laughs) This is, by the way, next week he's not here. Next week he's not on the show. Yeah, right, right, (laughs) right. Well, inviting me on podcast. No, um, the... (laughs) For sure. (laughs) No, um... I think my favorite thing was the last night when we were watching Netflix, the amazing interiors. Oh, we were, yes. Oh, right. That was a great funny. show, by the way, that I've, um, was what was the other show design? What was the other design show? Grand designs, right? Grand designs. I really like, there's another show where they show you beautiful homes. And I think I watched it once on a plane, like for melatonin in. And I remember being so bored. I found the guy so dry. I was just like, this is not my show. And I stopped watching it. And then we got right. into amazing interiors. And by the way, I watched every episode yeah. since you left. And I was like, this, yeah. this show clicks for me. It's, so we're watching it's the perfect it. like mm-hmm. airplane show. Like there's like three or four, uh, 
people or couples like in each episode and you just like go and they all have crazy senses of style this woman is obsessed with the color pink or whatever the cat but, guy never forgot the cat guy, yeah, the cat guy was, but that was a beautiful house i mean, I mean it was a it's jungly. a way to take a nice house and then cover it in cat piss and you know that i love cats but uh, i would yeah. not want 22 persian cats uh yeah. and then he made the whole house was tunnels basically it was like yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> but there were tunnels that looked like uh jaws shark like eating the cats when they went through it was yeah, cute it was fine um but we but we watched one episode where it was a couple that bought this beautiful church um and i don't know where it was it looked like connecticut or something yeah. like very classic like sleepy beautiful. hollow church and uh they're ready to renovate it turn it into the place that they want to live forever and it turns out that they're steampunks and i was like like steampunk isn't my favorite thing but it was like i uh threw like a poisonous cobra into your face <laughs> like your reaction turn the channel now turn this off <laughs> I, I i had a visceral i had a visceral i like hive ridden reaction <laughs> to hearing the word steampunk seeing what they had in mind for it um there are things about me there are certain things that i will not stand for and i am sorry to our listeners who like steampunk i'm sorry if you like flying contraptions made of copper and skeletons and top hats and goggles and typewriters and gears, whatever you like. For me, it's one of the reasons I hate the show Wicked because I actually think Wicked is yeah, is underhandedly a steampunk musical. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it witchy like steampunk Wizard of Oz nightmare. I fucking hate <laughs> Wicked so much. And also, let's not even get started with Wicked, but I hate steampunk to a core I would rank it below fedoras, and that is really fedoras are almost my lowest. Well, you were like turn it back to the rockabilly couple, which I think is like up there for me. Like rockabilly is like, ugh. but rockabilly is uh, not great. Yeah. I would, I, and you asked me, Dan posed the question: Would I rather like be friends or be the rockabilly couple or the steampunk couple? And without hesitation i said rockabilly not that i'd be a proud rockabillier but at least you know there's like i mean and i hate you know i hate betty page i hate boogie woogie bugle boy shit i hate mod cloth i'm sorry i know that i'm i'm alienating 99 percent of the listeners right now because i know a lot of women look very cute in mod cloth when i put mod cloth on i mean i i i look like large marge from here it's just like the ugliest i i it does nothing for me i just it's not for me it is not thing, yeah. who I am. When my bangs used to get cut too short, I wouldn't leave the house for three weeks. I mean, I, I, I it just wasn't my look. And it's a very You never specific, did like the straight ahead, uh, straight, straight It's like the Suicide page, Girls right? look. Remember that? It's yeah, like very yeah, like yeah. 1998, like yeah. I'm punk. It's just, yeah. God bless you if that's your lifestyle. I think, listen, I don't even have a style. I'm wearing an Amazon dress, you know. I mean, What's my style? I mean, it's like nothing. But that, you're right, that steampunk, that wasn't really a flaw of mine. That was me pointing out other flaws. Um, that's true. But I wanted to watch the rest of the segment, so that I'll, I'll qualify that as like a... That's nice. And, that's, I, and I let you, yeah, didn't whatever. I? And we watched it together. Um, no, we had to fast forward through the... Well, we watched the end. <laughs> Remember when that family yeah, came and he end. was in a leather vest? Yeah, it's like yeah. Renaissance Fair and steampunk to me are very... I remember when I was on The View, they had... You're going to really laugh. This is a good story. They... Um, you know, I love musicals. And by the way, I'm on a new microphone today for this pod, which uh, you'll see later on with our, our next guest. And, I, <laughs> and I'm so excited because I can hold it right up to my mouth. And before we started, was I not singing Guys and Dolls? And I mean, yeah. it's just, I love to sing. <laughs> so when I was in The View, they knew that I loved to sing. You know, that show was like, much of it for me was uh, laid in with a George Costanza-esque curse. And um, I think they meant it to... They meant to do something nice for me. I have to acknowledge that. Probably the only time that happened. But uh, it just backfired so hard on me, which is that they said, um, we are going to put you on a Broadway stage. And I was just like, get out. I mean, I was so, I, yeah, I forget right. it. It could have been anything. I would have been, uh. and they go, we got you apart as a townsperson I in Wicked. And I... I stood there, my coat, my skin turned to powdery puce. I turned into <laughs> Elphaba, who's the mean one? I don't even know. 
Alphabet. Yeah. I, I have no fucking yeah, clue. Yeah, I fu- I hate Wicked. I'm I'm turning off so many listeners. People, it's like I'm. We're gonna have eight people <laughs> listening to this by the time. People who love steampunk, love Wicked, love your heart out. Listen, if someone came to me and was like, "I hate Les Mis. I hate Les Mis. I don't think I would take it personally as someone who loves Les Mis. I don't think I'd be like, "Fuck you," you know. So hopefully, right. no one's getting super upset with me about this. But, anyways, but they were like, "You're gonna be in Wicked," and they it was just. The funniest, it was, it, the, let me say this, that the cast on that show, I had the best time, by the way, could not have been funnier, more lovely, more welcoming. I had a, a literal blast doing it. So it was, that has nothing to do with the performers. They were actually above and beyond. It made me love Broadway even more. I was like, look yeah. at these people. They are working their fucking asses off. And there's what, 10 people and they're in every scene, dancing and moving, changing, blah, blah, blah. Had the best sense of humor. They would come sit in the back, have a Diet Coke, be funny. It was just blew my mind, genuinely, the the energy that went into doing that show. But um, I just remember when they were doing my costuming, there was some issue with it because, you know, six foot one, um, you know, I mean, it's it's not hard for me to buy clothes. I'm not like, <laughs> this is when I got messages, you're hard on yourself. No, I live in my skeleton. Like, I know what it's like to be me. So, you know, when you're dealing with actresses and stuff, like, I would imagine that it was going to be difficult to find, like, what, say six corset they were going to put me in so they um they go well we're going to put you in something called a mob coat so when i heard that i thought mob coat i go well this isn't going to be good i go what are you going to paint me up like uh like a who's a dick tracy character the the prune or whatever someone (laughs) like mobs mcgillicuddy and dick you know yeah the brow exactly the brow like a (laughs) i was picturing like Alicia Keys, like pinstripe suit, like Bugsy Malone Halloween costume. <laughs> you know, a Tommy suit, suit. Yeah, exactly. You're blend right in. Fedora, Tommy gun, get out the urine wicked. <laughs> Enjoy your Broadway debut. So they kept saying mob coat, mob coat. And I, you know, I couldn't push back on anything really. And I was just like, okay, like whatever this is. And then when I got there, they were like, oh, we have your coat ready. And they only call it a mob coat because I was in a mob. Because of the union, I couldn't actually say or oh. sing anything. I had to like, uh, just be on stage, you know, like a big whatever. And they brought out, I mean, again, I feel like I am running out of stories because of quarantine. I'm sure the true Mish heads out there have heard this before, but they brought out what I can only describe as a tweed California King duvet cover with two wrist holes for my little hands. to stick. It had to be 45 feet wide. And I was like, now look, I know that I'm hard to dress, but I'm also, I mean, what is this? Uh, is Pavarotti? Are we reanimating Pavarotti? Like it was, humongous and heavy <laughs> so my little hands stick out then the reason why i thought of this with the steampunk thing is they put my hair up in like this beehive and i was like okay that'll oh. be fine and then they hot glued literally gears in my hair what because it's like all steampunk gears trains like really and they put these gears in my hair and i remember feeling then that ice cold spine feeling of this is steampunk. Like I am I now yeah. involved in a steampunk scene. <laughs> Only the view would do this to me. <laughs> and you're forced into it. Yes. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> and then I went on stage and it was fun and I bowed. It was actually like, it was a fun segment to make, but I yeah. wish that it had been a musical, just the music of which that I right. actually knew and liked, you know what I mean? Right. But were you doing like peas and carrots to other people in the crowd or did you have any kind of action to do or you were just, um, I had to walk outside with my husband who was like a five foot three, uh, blonde twink. And, uh, we held hands and we were in love in the scene and I had to hold a briefcase and I placed a briefcase down. It sounds like something in like trading, um, places like, briefcase swap i just had to put a luggage down that was my okay. that was my move right. yeah well that's fun listen i don't regret doing it but it's just that steampunk no. shit anyway dan i didn't plan no, I on get telling it. that story this morning uh, i get it you're scarred i just i'm so scarred and it's like wait but we have other things to discuss because a few things happened taylor swift's new album folklore came out yeah have you listened I did for about 20 minutes. I was uh, walking around Saturday in the heat and I listened to it. And what do you think? I think it's, I like it. It's fine. If it wasn't by Taylor Swift, I think people would be like, oh, this is a great, well, obviously she has tons of fans and there'd be no complaints. I don't think there are any complaints. I haven't seen, I actually have not seen any genuinely. Um, It's fine. She does not connect with me. I, am I being so negative today? There are things that I really am passionate about. I listen to it. I don't, uh, I, I didn't dislike it. I just, you know, I, I can't see myself reaching for the playlist again soon. 
I, yeah, I wish it was coming out in like November or something. Like it felt like a very I like know. wintry like album to me. That was, that was the only thing because I was like sweating and although one of the songs is called August. So I don't know. Well, it's perfect but, timing, really. And actually, yeah, you know exactly. what? That just from, that just uh, triggered yet another horrible memory. <laughs> this is our new podcast. It's called <laughs> Horrible Memories. <laughs> just relive all the horrible shit. But this is another work-related one that I teased in my Instagram stories, and a lot of people were like, what happened? And it's I know that I've told this story before, but I will retell it in honor of Taylor's album re-release. And actually, it connects to musicals, so it's sort of not completely out of left field. But when I worked at Best Week Ever hmm. um, as a blogger there, uh, right. you know, we had to cover pop culture and all kinds of stuff. Funny thing is that a guy that used to be our I don't want to call him our boss, but really he was like our manager. Um, after the website ended, he deleted the entire thing. Like imagine having like six years of some of your most funniest things yeah. gone for good. Yeah. And we were really bitter about that for years, honestly. And and we didn't love this guy. So it was like, oh, like, of course, he would, you know, it was just like so yeah, frustrating. Sucks. Yeah. Sucked. And now I really want to thank him. And I've totally changed my tune about him because in this current state, like then it was completely normal to mock celebrities and take the piss out of them. That was a fun thing to do. And that really was what the show and what that website was about. I think now if you went back, there would be so much of it. I mean, nothing like really bad, but just in the realm of making fun. That I think was, yeah. Yeah. That was the gig. Like every week what happened and what kind of snarky, funny thing it was so snarky and i think i think at times did very much border on mean just really being honest you know we were just looking for clicks we were looking for we also had like animal stuff i mean it was it was a stupid website people loved it we were funny um we did you know what it was like we did recaps that would like make fun of the shows like you know we were very very honest though we did not hold back and in that light there was rumor at the time that uh, this is before the horrendous Les Miserables movie came out with Hugh and Russell. There was rumor that they were going to hire Taylor, I think, to be Eponine. Oh, wow. Or somebody. Yeah, that would have. Hmm. That would have what? Mean, come on. It's no. Uh, that, I, so I had never seen Les Mis until the movie. And I know <gasps> the people that love the, the show. <sighs> That kills me. I, know, I hate to like hear killer. that. Oh, no. Because the <laughs> movie is it. bad. And like the show is so good. Okay, go on. But that was my first time really hearing the music. So I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this is, you know, it's fine. It's great. Um, and I thought the acting was okay yeah, was at fine. the I mean, time Russell Crowe, you know, listen, Russell has no excuse. But yeah. so there was this rumor about Taylor. Right. And I thought, okay, uh, that's not going to fly for me. And this was like, this had to be, I was working in an office when this happened. So before 2010. So at the time she had had albums and songs out but she wasn't she certainly wasn't the feminist taylor swift you know bisexual icon like whoever she is now like she wasn't this modern taylor swift right Right. and i had actually met her years ago with the tree lighting ceremony and i she was not an unknown i just remember them going taylor swift and she was this beautiful like my height thin gorgeous blonde girl she was like 15 Mm. and i remember her um manager was really cute i think his name was rick and i really are like hit an R name. And I remember being like, Oh, that guy's like hot. Actually. I was like, mm, I'll talk to her. Like to kind of like yeah. flirt with him. Right. And she came over and I remember going Taylor Swift. What? I mean, it's so wild because like at the time <laughs> I was like, who's this kid? Like right, she was right, a right. child, you know? Yeah. And I went, you know, Brad Pitt is here and he wasn't by the way. And I, but I'm, I was the asshole. See in this scenario. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Were you trying to like get her to run away? I tricked her. Run towards, <laughs> pointing towards some. He's just around the corner over that hill to talk to the. To just talk like, to her man. Like Bugs Bunny and like Elmer Fudd or something. Like. Yeah, I was wearing a Viking, a Broomhilda helmet. And I went, you know, Brad Pitt went right to Hansel. You're going to run and then go. Um, She's like, hot dog. <laughs> she just like runs off. It was worse than that. It was more cruel than that. I said, you know, Brad Pitt is here and I heard he's a big fan. I don't know what I was. I had nothing to ask her. I didn't. He asked. I think I said he it was really fucked up. Honestly, like, I'm sorry. Let me apologize to Taylor for that. That wasn't a nice thing to do, but it was done in good fun. It wasn't done to embarrass her at all. It was done to be cute, like 100 percent, because that's really not my style is not to actually, you know what I mean? Like 
tear no, people no, down like pl- that. It's playing around and like, let's have fun. Yeah. Like being stupid. Yeah. And I was like, Brad Pitt yeah. is here and he asked about you. And she was like, what? And I went, he asked about you. And she was like, really? Like she was so excited. And I went, girl, he ain't here. I'm sorry. Don't be bad. Or something like that. <laughs> and she laughed. She was really sweet. And I remember thinking, mm. what an innocent young thing. Yeah. Not going to not gonna last or something. I was just like, well, right. bye. Not ever thinking. But I do remember thinking that she looked like a model. That was the thing about her. Mm. She was like stunning, like gorgeous, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I think I looked up her manager after. I really was like, I really felt it. You know, sometimes you feel something. I was like, and they don't work together anymore for years for the record because I have done mm. some follow-up Googles. But long story short, so Taylor's a nice girl at the time. But then I've heard that she can be quite cruel. Like I've heard stories of friends of mine in L.A., that she can also not be that nice. So, you know, you just don't know. I mean, it's sure. Who knows? We don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her, but yeah, I wrote this thing about how I didn't think that she should be Eponine and Les Mis. Now it was not, I can't remember. It may have just been about that. I don't know if it was about the casting as a whole. I don't remember. And it doesn't exist anymore. If it was about the casting as a whole, or if it was about just her, being cast in it but I think at this point we knew that she was like a cat person there were just like little things we may have known about her and I wrote this thing and I don't remember it being like incredibly cruel but it just was like funny like this isn't good casting she's like a blonde German frowline and this is the part of like a street rat you know (laughs) like a, a sewer crawling rat so I didn't see it in my mind yes anyway I put it up about an hour or two later, I get a call from my boss that her what? mother, who clearly had a Google alert about her daughter, Come on. saw it, read it, called the president of each one, Tom Calderon. What? And demanded that it be deleted. Get out of here. That happened to me. What? Yes. And I had to take it down. And that was fine because now I don't really care. I mean, who, whatever. Who gives a shit? Sure, sure. Whatever, but it's also but like. That's weird. Are we not living in America? Taylor and Mrs. Swift. I know that she's had a lot of problems. Her mom. I'm happy she's healthy, but I'm just like, huh? Like it just felt mm. so. Like I was like a 27, eight year old blogger. Like I'm, I'm the rat. You know, right. what I mean? I'm the right. street rat. I'm the sewage here. <laughs> and now it's like every celebrity that you write about is their mom going to be reading it? But that's what I like, mean. Did, did it affect your? Uh, I don't know. Like the My way tone? you wrote afterward. Yeah. Anything. Anytime I talk shit. I, I would be like and her lovely and mother Mrs. Jackson <laughs> Mrs. Michael Jackson Mrs. Mom's name. I'm so sorry but um, that was one time that that happened and then the only other time I ever got into any shit at best week ever was when um, I had written something about Dustin Diamond aka Screech right um, I probably well I'm gonna I mean I don't care at all to talk about this but I had written something about him he had on some reality show that he was on like slapped a girl or threatened a girl with a big dildo yeah remember that? I remember that yeah yeah and I just wrote about that and he at the time I think was still working with VH1 and I, it was a VH1 show because I remember that was like the problem I guess right. and um, he saw my article and he refused to get on a plane I was like, that is funny to like go work and reach one. I was like, Screech refused to get on an airplane because of some drivel that I in my little <laughs> hole typed on the internet. Like I was the troll, you know, in this scenario. And that was power. That's I think that was like my first taste of power when Screech yeah. wouldn't get on that plane. Yeah, you can make stars and take them down. I haven't heard much from Screech after that. I'm not joking that I think it was. I think I did him in. I mean, yeah. Tire Screech. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, Alex, can we have that in post, a tire screeching, and then we just go right to break? <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, wait, so that was my Taylor Swift story. I, I, I promised I would tell it That's on... That's funny. I didn't think I knew that, yeah. The show, yeah. I, I've told it before. And by the way, I started listening to a podcast this week. Now I know why you guys like me. Now I get it. I was telling you about it, Dan. Louis Theroux's Grounded. It's great. Yeah, it's... we listened to part of it together, yeah. Oh, right. The Chris yeah. O'Dowd. I must tell you, I literally... I listened to a few episodes, was dying laughing from it. And so if anybody has any other podcast recommendations, I've never delved into the world of podcasts. And frankly, there are so many of them that I'm quite overwhelmed. Like, I think it's hard to cut through the noise and really find the one that speaks to you. But if you have any that you really find funny, do let me know. Yeah, I usually just look up if I'm interested in some subject, I'll find out if somebody did like a huge deep dive. Like I I started doing sourdough starter because whatever I'm. Brooklyn 
What you else? started doing, I'm sorry, sourdough starters? Or yeah, I started bit. making a sourdough starter for, you know, we're all in quarantine. We're making yeah. bread and stuff like that. So I started uh, doing that yesterday. Worked really well, but I downloaded like four sourdough podcasts. Are there, multiple, are there multiple sourdough podcasts? There's a ton. And then there's there's one that's just called sourdough. And it's like, just because it's a trendy word. And it's just like, oh, just thoughts going through my head like this. Wait, that's funny. Yeah. Hey, Alex, can we change the name of this podcast to Sourdough Starter? <laughs> it's, it's your go-to podcast when you're starting a sourdough. Go on. It was fantastic. There was, there was one that uh, just interviewed people that are big uh Big kahunas in the sourdough world. Wow. And there was like 50 episodes. There was so many. What? Like I really, it was, I, it was more than I could handle actually. May I ask a stupid question as somebody who doesn't bake um, and who doesn't really understand yeast? Yeah. Why is, what is a sourdough starter? It's a yeast. It's like almost like a scoby, right? For kombucha. Uh, I mean, in a way, yeah, in a way, because, well, sort of. So the starter doesn't use yeast. It's basically just water and flour. And then it's whatever is in the air creates this like, I don't know if it is yeast or not. But, I'm but you like don't legitimately add. vomiting. So it's mold. Yeah, you would hate it. It's it, like actually I it doubled in size from yesterday. Like you would you would not be pleased. Wait, wait, it's wait, definitely wait, wait. alive. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You leave a bowl of water and flour out. Do you mix it together? Yes. In a bowl, uncovered. Uh, yeah, in a, in, a, in a decorative jar, like an Instagram-y kind of jar just for, you know. How much? Wait, I have... Can you bring it here? Yeah. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> one, this se- is... one second. Because actually, I, I fed it this morning. What, how do you even... feed it? With what? With more flour and water. I'm vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, hang on. Just a second. I'll grab it. It's Wait. Like, okay, so... While you're gone, I'm going to talk through this because I actually okay. am a little bit confused while Dan is gone. And I will tell you that Dan is not my only hipster Brooklyn friend. I have, believe it or not, a few of them. And I know that they all... And I, I don't know if it's because Brooklyn kitchens have the room for excess you know, living things. It's there already. That was fast. No, I had it in the, uh, I had Oh my it God. I'm already other... freaking, you know that I hate right. moldy shit. I don't like I know, it. You're right, going to hate this. So I'm going to show you this morning. I fed it and put this rubber band around the jar where this was the top level. A couple hours later, I'm legitimately. It's like it grew by, it grew an inch. But now let me ask you that. Is that just gases from the air that it's, because it's covered. So let me see the top. Yeah. It's you have like, a lid on it, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not like, dust or anything getting in there. <laughs> no, it's not dust. It's, <laughs> that's just like dirt from my house. And then I, and then I eat it. <laughs> I'm just like, I thought no. you just left it open in a bowl. I'm like, well, of course shit's going to get in there. Yeah. Keys. <laughs> All kinds of shit. <laughs> oh, so you leave it covered. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I leave it covered. And yeah, I think it is just like gases. It's gas, stuff, yeah. Right? Yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's alive. That is just water and flour? Yes. That's wild. It looks brown. I yeah, would have I thought mean, it would like, be white. Well, it's like rye flour. It's... Oh, it's special. Actually, did, when you were in Copenhagen, did you ever eat those, uh, basically, they're open-faced sandwiches? Like, yeah, of course. Thick. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm trying to make. So this is oh, going to be the that's like bread. a spongy dense that's a spongy dense boy. Yeah, I yeah. know that bread well. I actually don't yeah. love that bread. I find it, I love a good like a good doughy sourdough, like one that the middle is like pillowy yeah. and crusty outside. Like I'll fuck too. with that all day. But For that sure. dense Danish, I know exactly. What you mean. It's almost waxy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of like seeds and yeah, stuff it's very seedy. Well, that's exciting. And uh, now do you have a kombucha starter as well? How many living things are in your kitchen at the moment? There's literally like, I mean, I started in March doing all this stuff and I like to do these science experiment things. I have the kombucha going really well. Um, it, it grew it grew very well. I don't like um, to hear that. I, was, I don't like to yeah, hear it. No, I, I actually, <coughs> yeah. I'm sorry I asked you about it. These yeah, are know, hippie things that my, I grew up in a family of bleach and yes. wipes and excess cleanliness not that my apartment is like that which you can i mean not that it's super messy but it's not it's clean but it's yeah it's not like it's there's a lot of stuff in my apartment but it's clean yeah i don't think you never felt like crusty walking into my apartment no no not at all um something we have to talk about before we welcome our guest uh or before because you know we're a part one and a part two we're Mm bi-weekly is that dan and i um watched as we mentioned a lot of television last week and of the tv that we watched there are two shows that i do feel like bringing up i admit that i talked about these also on me I, I have no material i mean listen i'm i'm at a i'm struggling for material i was saying because we're not going out anymore and because you yeah. know i did um 
I, a friend took me to a birthday dinner this weekend, which was actually really nice. And the food actually sucked. And I would literally rather choke down that sourdough starter than send a meal back. And if you know me, and I, I actually almost never send food back. It has to be... For me to send food back, like, for example, when I got a sushi roll a couple of weeks ago and they left bone in it, yes, I called Seamless and I said I just bit into bone. It scared me and I did get a refund for my bone sushi, okay? So that that I, I do feel fine about. But, like, uh, if a food just doesn't taste good to me, I'm yeah. just, here's 40 fucking dollars. Like, I cannot, I yeah. won't, I just won't send it back. It's my mistake. and yeah, It's my mistake for coming here. That's how I feel. I'm like, well... Yeah my mistake <laughs> but um wait i do feel like i had a story of revolving around the restaurant situation it's a uh, we're going to be in lockdown within the next month you've heard it here first but dan and i did binge a few different shows well we watched the comeback together dan everyone yeah. thank dan because dan was really the one who was like you really need to watch it you really talked me into it i, and I watched i'm it. so happy because like all of a sudden you were like six or seven episodes in and i'm like ooh, i delved yeah yeah i like i that. did um, it was, uh, I enjoyed it. It was definitely, um, uh, she's annoying in it. I mean, I, there's no other way to yeah. put it that her never breaking that laugh. <laughs> okay. Like that smile, nose wrinkled face, that yeah. sort of desperate. It for me did get a bit old. I just felt like yeah. I know that that's who she is, but I needed a little more range for me, but everybody else in the show was, I mean, beyond phenomenal. Yeah. And it actually brought back memories of working in on shows where you had like asshole writer rooms right. with these gross guys and all that it was that was so well done and so pitch perfect yeah it was great so watch the comeback we watched those two the two netflix two hot netflix dating shows now indian matchmaking and love on the spectrum did you finish love on the spectrum because i did no i how many episodes are there only five like Oh, I finished three, so I'll finish it today. Um, yes, it's uh, it's very good. I almost sent this tweet out, and then I realized, um, I, I realized I don't know the language to use around the world of autism on the spectrum, Aspergers. As far as I don't want to, uh, you know, it's it's everything now is this kind of tiptoe territory where I would never want to say anything that would possibly offend. Obviously, anyone in that group, anybody who has family and and we and everybody, I believe at this point, knows someone who is affected by autism. It's unfortunately so common. But even me saying, unfortunately, there are going to be people who know it's fortunately, you know, it's like you can't. How do I put it? Well, the terminology is changing very fast, like the yes, the um, or fast in my from my perspective yeah like the the episode yesterday they did uh one of the uh people on there did call themselves like they said they had asperger's and the other person said like that's not the term we use anymore actually. i i saw that actually yeah. so it's yes. like okay i'm learning something it's a great show a lot of people dm me about it um i think that the thing for me that kind of was making me laugh as again um business week's number one quarantine dating podcast yes. <laughs> never forget <laughs> midnight snack um is that you know for me, one of the biggest challenges of dating in New York and really anywhere is just that straight men are just not open. Like they're just not. And I don't know, maybe it's just the ones that I'm meeting. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. But they're just very closed and they you never know. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? You know, they never say right. if they like you or it's it's like a mystery. It's some weird. I have to like read tea leaves and figure out like okay what the fuck is going on here like yeah. you just never know where are you at do you want a girlfriend do you want a wife do you want commitment do you want to fuck around like what what are we doing here like there are just right. so many questions that and maybe that's again that could be like something i should say for my therapist lol when i find him or her but it's it's just one of those things too where i think that that's for a lot of my friends at least a big issue i don't know dan uh if yeah, you exactly. experience that like, dating well, well sure and especially in new york it's like what are we doing are we going to be friends are we going to continue something Do you like you, me you i mean think, yeah, like or, really yeah or even like why did i do this like why am i here and why am about, i here i say yeah. that every day i literally every day ask myself why I why my am eyes. i here yeah <laughs> my eyes like crick crick crack crick those are my eyes opening seven thirty a.m every day first four words out of mouth why am i here <laughs> go on no but um the people on the show were like, uh, they really thought very carefully about what they were going for, what the possible outcomes were. Yeah. And uh, they were so like, um, yeah, just thoughtful about how this was going, checking in on the other person. They were, and these, then like, these people was, who are known to be like 
living in a world unto themselves where it's very much, you know, their sensory experiences are different from you or mine or other people's where, you know, just even their way of communication, their way of connecting is different. And yet what made me laugh about it was that every single guy on it was just like, I think you're wonderful. I would like to see you again. I would like to date you. And I'm going, what I would give to go on a date with a man (laughs) who would just... Maybe I'm not dating the right guys. Maybe I need to go and love on the spectrum. Because I was like, these guys are so open with their emotions when they felt sad. They were like, I feel, I don't, I I feel sad. Like they were just, I mean, obviously because they were sort of being, I mean, they have no filter, I think. So they can't filter it. That, that, the, even the rules of game playing in, you know, dating a non-autistic person, um, they couldn't play those games if they wanted to because it's almost too nuanced. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's maybe a stupid thing I'm saying. But, like, you get what I mean. They just have to say it like it is. I had the impression that they were, they worked really hard on that. That was my uh, leg making that noise, in case anyone heard that noise. (laughs) There was, like, a fart noise. It was my bare leg sliding across (laughs) my plastic chair. (laughs) Go on, I'm sorry. Um, no, I felt that they, uh, at least, uh, when they showed going through, uh, dating, uh, yeah. scenarios and, and they were learning how to date and like, is the, are the, the role playing, uh, was very interesting to me. Yes. Like they had to do it with everything very intentionally and they had to really learn to communicate when they're feeling, you know, what they're feeling. Yes. And I haven't. I- been taught to do well, I, when <laughs> i sure. saw that woman i'm going how do i make an appointment with that lady to teach yeah. me oh, how God. to be like you know open i mean i'm we obviously we're being mildly sarcastic but like it for me i was texting um girlfriends of mine who were watching it too and i was like what would you even give to have like a guy like this who has such nice parent like all the parents are so nice on yeah. the show that's based in australia and they're just like really sweethearts like they just want to find love and i'm like you know that is so pure it's such a pure thing. They just want to have somebody yeah. Yeah. and there's nothing else involved. There's no ego. There's no confidence. It's just, this is what I want. I'm going to go on the show and find it. And I actually found it interesting that they would even agree to go on a reality show about it. Um, obviously it was fascinating to watch, but just even to have care. I mean, I, I say this as a performer, but sometimes when you have a camera on you, it can make you feel very self-conscious. Yeah. And I thought it interesting that they were able to kind of do it and feel okay about it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I, think I liked it's a, it too. Yeah, I think it's a really good show. It's a good show, and uh, I know we have to go in a minute, but I should also add that Indian matchmaking is also great. My one note for both shows is that they both leave way too many loose threads. I felt mm. like with a lot of the people, I was like, can you please give me some ending? Like, you know, there were couples who came on who already had boyfriends and girlfriends, and then I don't want to spoil anything, but I really especially with Indian matchmaking it was like they moved they had some guy or girl okay you go on a date or two not working next I'm gonna fly now to Atlanta now I'm gonna it's about this woman who goes she's from Mumbai and introduces people in the Indian community a lot of um negativity surrounding that show too and about the racism within the community itself about wanting Mm. a light-skinned Indian person and if their family has money and all these things And you know what? Listen, I think a lot of families, no matter what your race is here in America, parents want their children to end up with somebody who's financially viable. I don't think that that's like, are we not allowed to say that? I'm not talking race now. I'm talking financially speaking. Right. Um, But but they were talking about, generally, they were talking about race or color when they were talking about those things, weren't they? Sort of. No, I think that they wanted men or women who had jobs and who actually... Sure, yeah were working well, members woman, of society. Well, the one woman that I didn't watch the whole show, but the one woman towards the beginning, the one that hated comedy and they set Aparna? her up. With like a com- and Don't they, get yeah, me started a on Aparna. What? <laughs> and then they set their, her up with like a comedian. I know a podcaster like, like us and podcasters. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. like, okay, here's a funny podcaster. See what happened. It's like, I was saying about her. She has the eyelids. Aparna. If you watch the show of, um, one time when I saw Pee Wee Herman live in Los Angeles, downtown LA, the thing, the biggest laugh that I gave the entire show, which was, it was a great show. And you know, I love Pee Wee was cherry who cherry really cracks me the fuck up. I would say in terms of laughs, my first would be Terry, the pterodactyl. I always has me on the floor. And then Sherry is a close second. Sherry yeah. is just the best. And whoever was operating the puppet, the couch or the seat, 
had uh, control over her eyelids. So, and she had, and you know, she's these huge eyes. I mean, there's like big round white eyes right. and they could blink like the eyes would blink just on their own. And so the blinking alone, I blinks make me die laughing. But every now and again, Pee Wee would say something like really stupid, like some bad pun or whatever. And yeah. he'd be across the stage. He wouldn't, she would not even have the spotlight on her, but whoever operated the eyelids would lower them to halfway. Cause like she didn't find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that touch for me of lowering the lids of like squinting at him, this chair put me over the edge. I was like, this cherry squinting was the nuance that the show needed for me. And I feel like she, and so it's a very specific reference, but to me, Aparna has those eyes where the lids are just halfway down at everybody because she's not going to, certainly not going to laugh thinking yeah. to have that level of inflated sense of self. I always wonder because you know, insecurities can go one of two ways, right? Insecurities can either make you self-deprecating like us right. or cock of the walk, like really mm. boasting yourself. And and I think everybody's insecure. I think not necessarily everyone. I think there are people who do have an inner peace and they don't think even about themselves at all. Like they're sort of not even in their own heads, which I can't imagine that freedom. Please teach me how to be like you. Yes, <laughs> I would have to cancel. I would never perform again. I mean, that would be the end of me. That would be like <laughs> no need. <laughs> that would be the end of my career. Is like getting out of my own head. Oh my god, what freedom! Help me rub my lamp. But I don't know why I keep saying that. But anyways, <laughs> so wait. So this fucking girl though, so full of herself, and I'm going. I know you, girl. I'm looking. I know you, girl. The way I just said that. But I'm looking at you. I know who you are. You're not, what, where is this person coming from? Because you have a crazy mom who like wants you to marry some Prince Charming, right? Right. Um, the, the girl just really made me feel sad for her. I was like, that, thank God that my insecurities have made me this person and not that person because I'd much rather yeah. knock myself down a few pegs than say, oh, I have an amazing career. I'm so, and I, this is exactly oh, yeah. who I want to marry or date. He has right. to have this, 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 and this. And That's it's terrible. like, huh? Yeah. And not to be uh, sort of looking for it. Not to be not. To, oh, my God. All these. We're talking so much about sense of self. What's the word? We're uh, shallow. Not to be shallow. But um, also, I just want to add, and I did say this as well on my serious show to apologies to people who are double dipping on their mish this week. But the fact that she was like, I'm an avid shoe collector. And then every <laughs> shoe was like an espadrille wedge yeah. from the DSW clearance rack for me was. Yeah. That's when I knew we were dealing with someone who has deep delusion. Because well, you can buy. Yeah. yeah. But the Go way on. they showed their shoe collection, it was just like the heels were out, like the soles were like so facing the dirty you. bottoms of them. Yeah, it was just on gross. a shoe tree, and yeah. there were these patent like peep toe slingbacks. Which, by the way, no judgment. Wear your espadrilles, wear your slingbacks, wear your wedges. I don't give a shit. Right. But then don't comment me and be like, I collect shoes, <laughs> and then those are the shoes. No, <laughs> really not a fan of a parna. But people are loving her. See, people come around sometimes. Really, I've noticed. Does, does she yeah. uh, find love or anything? She by does the end not. Of the show? in fact find love on the show yeah, shocked yeah well dan you can follow dan acton by the way at dan acton i always call him tough acton dan acton um he loves when i do it his face just went to full <laughs> cherry <up>. yeah <laughs> great <laughs> remember when i was like oh my god this would be so fun you'll be my sidekick and i've ha let you say maybe three words this whole episode and you brought your sourdough starter over that's fun yeah it's fine oh it's great it's even bigger yeah. is it this could uh, be a full porn. This could turn into a porn podcast, yeah, by the way. I mean, it's going to have like cherry eyes. It's week. even, you should put, oh, we never bought those googly eyes at yeah. Michael's. Fuck. All right. That's it. We'll save it for next week. Yeah, save okay. it for next week. Right. They sell giant googly eyes at Michael's <laughs> and I want to put them all over things over my apartment. All right, guys. Uh, that's episode one. We have a fabulous guest. I don't want to say who yet because knowing this show, this person will probably cancel. <laughs> so I will not say who, um, but I can guarantee you that Thursday you're going to want to listen to our episode. It's going to be phenomenal. And whether or not this particular young lady comes on the show, we'll have someone and that someone will just be great. <laughs> Can I sell a show or what? That's why we get written up in business week, people, because no. I know how to sell a freaking episode. Um, but for now, that's been our our first part. So, Dan, thank you. Thank, Thank you, you guys. So much. Thanks for listening. If you want to um, rate us, maybe not based solely on this episode, perhaps on the whole season. 
<laughs> great on a you curve. Know. Yeah. Yeah, great on a curve. And um, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe if you enjoy it. Uh, DM it to people. I would really like for people to hear this because um, it makes me feel good. And that's it. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you back here Thursday. Bye, everybody. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.